Hey, you found us. It's the Ben Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicks with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And uh, hey, look, we're 436 episodes, give or take, into this thing. And yep. uh, we're going to do what we do. We're going to talk about random things, starting with Caitlin Clark breaking the uh, women's NCAA scoring record. Uh, Matt, I, your family has a... a a connection to her a, a distant adjacent, connection adjacent yeah, yeah. like how we're connected yeah. to Bijan as you said yeah exactly both both uh, both my parents went to the same high school that she did uh, naturally many many years prior um, but uh, yes Dowling product uh, Dowling is sort of the sort of the south point of, of Des Moines Iowa I guess you'd say um, you know the the Catholic high school, uh, you know, back when we went to South Point, it was the Catholic high school. I think there's now a couple others. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, so, you know, been, been, uh, kind of one of those names I've heard about off and on with the Dowling connection and all that. So, uh, pretty cool. Good for her. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, um, I mean, her and, and a few others, you know, and this is a different point than maybe I thought I was going to get onto, but, isn't it interesting how like women's basketball is kind of what men's basketball used to be mm-hmm. college. Like they, they have the star names. Now they have the names that are like well-known they're in college for several years. Yeah. They stay at and the same did. school. They stay at the same school. I mean, for them. Yeah. You know, it's like they're, we don't have that in men's basketball anymore. Very often that, you know, like you have a, a big time, you know, player that that stays multiple years is a big star kind of becomes a, a i mean you know back when we were kids got those arizona guys they were the biggest things in town mm-hmm. and and now you know maybe they still are i don't know but they're not they're not big nationally i mean you know like i can't think of very many college basketball players the last decade that have really resonated nationally except for zion that yeah. that's probably it for last 10 years or so yeah no absolutely i so interesting how that's changed it's funny because i was talking to my dad and he and my brother now split season tickets for u of a women's basketball really really and and really light i mean it cost them a hundred bucks for the season that's not bad yeah and you know they my dad's gotten into it to the point where he's gone to like the coaches show at you know really you know radio show at the restaurant deal Okay. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, Is it still a Dia Barnes? She's yeah. Still a coach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he, he likes her. He thinks she's cool. He thinks the whole thing is fun. Um, and it's you know the other piece of it is it's it's fan accessible. True. You know? True. Which used to be the case too. Yeah. For men, I mean, like, uh, you know, I always kind of like marvel at this now because it'd be crazy to even suggest, but like. I remember there were times, and we weren't U of A fans, you know that, but, uh-huh. like, you know, my dad would pick me up from school, and, and you could go, you could just go into McHale and watch them practice. Mm-hmm. Lute Olson and, and, you know, like, they had practice in there, you could just walk in and sit there and watch, and, like, that's that's uh, outlandish to think now uh, that any program would do that, and certainly a program of that caliber back then would, would just allow, you know, fans to come in and watch, and no big deal, and, you know, like that. Uh, obviously now they have practice in a you know different facility and i'm sure there's no public access ever uh yeah i mean it's uh, you know i don't know if women's allow a lot but you know it it it's just different it is 
I mean, you bring up your your dad and brother, and I've even thought that, like, you know, for them, they're big U of A fans, and I know they follow U of A basketball, but, like, does it – do you get the feeling it means as much to them as it did maybe, you know, 15, 20 years ago? Does it still mean as much? Do they still connect with the men's basketball program in the same way? I don't think so. Like, I, I think my brother cares. Yeah. And I think he cares more than I do about ASU basketball probably yeah. by virtue of just competitiveness of the team. Sure, sure. Makes sense. Yeah. But I think to him, it's kind of – U of A basketball to him has become sort of what the Packers are to me, which is I care, I watch the games, but I don't – you know, I care about things, but only in relation to my team. You know, yeah. like I think he doesn't care about the rest of the Pac-12 other than the potential impact it has on U of A. Gotcha. You know, like gotcha. he's not going to just yeah. throw on Oregon State versus Cal. And, yeah. and I understand that. Yeah, yeah. Which I think that probably used to be different too, in a in a mm-hmm. better era for the Pac-12, 10, I guess back then. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, like I don't live in Tucson anymore. Obviously, haven't for a long time, and my parents aren't U of A fans, so I can't really compare with them. But like, I, I've wondered that. Like, I know it's still big there. I mean, I know U of A is is still a big thing there, but like. Do any players from the last, you know, 10 or so years resonate the way that, like, Damon Stoudemire and Mike Bibby and Miles Simon and, you know, those guys from the 90s? I mean, I, I would guess not, right? I mean, even though they've been good. Yeah. I mean, I, I think just don't think those of, guys matter as much. I, I'm going to – this is a name that, you know, is conjuring of nightmares, but – I really think in the post-Salim Stoudemire era, like I'm trying to think of a guy, you know, like TJ McConnell was there for a year. They all liked him, right, but he was there right. for a year. You know? Right, yeah, it's so transient now. Like, I mean, yeah, like DeAndre Ayton was the number one overall pick. Yeah. But, like, is he is he a U of A, you know, icon? I, I kind of doubt it. Right? I mean, yeah. I, again, I can't say for sure, but, like, does DeAndre Ayton resonate the way Miles Simon does? Even though he was the number one pick, and Miles Simon was what a second rounder, yeah. you know, didn't have much of a pro career. Yeah, but it, you know, he was there for four years. Obviously, he, you know, I guess that's maybe not a fair name. He was the, you know, MOP of the Final Four, and they won their only well, national. Well, but title. I think, but like but, a Jason Gardner versus yes. a, you know, Lowry Markinen. Yeah, I, yeah. you know, Lowry Markinen, that, lottery pick, uh, really good NBA player. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, all-star level player, but yeah, he was only there one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't it? I mean, as someone who doesn't like U of A, I don't really like have much against him. I mean, like, I don't, I don't see him play for the Jazz and think, ah, I hate that guy. He played for the U of A. Like, I don't. I remember he was there, but I, I don't remember him doing anything there that like really made me hate him. Like back in the, like Salim Stoudemire, Channing Frye, those guys. Man, I hated them. You know, like, and and U of A fans loved him. Uh-huh. And and it just doesn't and it doesn't feel that way anymore. Certainly, you know, the elephant in the room, I guess, is that guys don't stay for four years a lot. But even the ones who do, well, but I, I mean, but like Bibby was only there for two, right? You know, right. but he just but he's an icon. You know, I think I mean I think Bibby could, could walk into McHale tomorrow and you know get a standing ovation. But you know because oh it's Mike Bibby uh, you know and. Yeah, I don't know if, if that – I mean, I think it's just the nature of college basketball now. I mean, I, you know, I'll, I'll say this. Like, I went and saw 
I went to that doubleheader in December. ASU played Northwestern, and then Arizona played Alabama. And a couple days before, I was looking, and I'm like, man, I, I don't. I mean, I was looking at U of A stats, and it only had their last names. And I'm like, I don't know more than three of these guys. And they, I mean, one of them was the dude from Carolina, the transfer, Caleb Love. Um, mm-hmm. And then two guys who I think were there, Larson and, and Balo, if I'm even pronouncing that name correctly. That's it. And that was, I mean, they were a top five team at that time. They're a top five team now, I think, or close to it. I just don't, I don't know who they are. I don't have any, like, animus toward them because the names change every year, it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're still U of A. I don't like them because of U of A. But I don't feel the way I did, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Well, and with men's college basketball really feels like you're rooting for laundry. It really yeah. does. It's completely, it, you know, yes. Yeah. Like the ASU men's team, the biggest name is Hurley, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I don't I mean, think it's I particularly think it, close. I think it's, I think it's coaches, and then even, I mean, even the last few years, we've seen some like iconic coaches go away. Stashevsky's gone. Roy Williams is gone. Jay Wright's gone. You know, a guy who won two national titles and was still, you know, what would you would think was in his coaching prime decided to be done. Uh, you know, so you lose those, and yeah, I think I think it's exactly it. It's like, well, okay, if you're really into Kentucky. Kentucky's a bad example because of Calipari. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're really into Michigan State or something like that, like okay, yeah, but like, I mean, does Michigan State feel like they did, you know, 15, 20 years ago when they would have these guys who were there for three, four years? You get to know them. You you know, they'd be stars while at Michigan State. Now, I I mean, if you asked me to name a player on Michigan State this year, I couldn't do it. And we're yeah. into mid February, and they're a good team, you know, tournament team. I I couldn't tell you a single player. Oh yeah, yeah. So I agree. It, it it is just like rooting for or against the school, and and not really about the players. I mean, that's certainly like what it is for Arizona. You know, I remember last year. You know, Arizona lost in the first round, and I was happy, but it it wasn't the same as like you know you know go back to the 90s when they lost to you know Miami of Ohio in 95 and like man that that was like that was one of the highlights of my year was when they lost that game I hated them and uh, you know and now it's more like you know well yeah I don't like U of A I don't want them to win but I mean the players even the coach like you know I don't really know much about Tommy Lloyd I know he was an assistant at Gonzaga for a long time I liked Gonzaga so I'm like I just don't I don't have the personal animus I used to yeah, I mean that's that's kind, of, and I think it's the same way with fandom. I mean, yeah, oh, AS, yeah. ASU men's basketball for me, for it's sure. like I you know, and this is a transition to you know they've won a couple games, they're back over five hundred, but it's like okay, you know, like I totally. I care, totally. I check, uh, believe me, I check to see that they that they me won, too. but like they played on a Wednesday this week, they played last night. Yeah, and it's like I didn't even realize that until about a third of the way into the game. Yeah, you know, I didn't the, either. I'll I'll admit, like I went to see the Pistons and the Suns last night, and I didn't even know ASU was playing at home. But I mean, I, like I I was looking at my phone before the game started, and I'm like, oh, how about that? ASU's playing. I did not know. Uh, you know, and yeah, I I 
I don't know what that says, if it's me or something more, but it's certainly something about me that like, yeah, that never used to happen. I mean, five years ago, 10 years ago, I would have known when ASU was playing, I would have considered going. I didn't even know they were playing. Uh, so yeah, yeah I, I mean, for sure it's not the same. It, it's definitely not the same as, yeah. and, and, you know, our lives have changed. I mean, you know, we're not in school anymore. Obviously it's a hard comp, but I just don't think college basketball, I'm not sure if we were students right now that I can say I, I don't know about you, I would be as into going to, almost. I mean, we went to almost every game for the four yeah. years we were at ASU. Uh, and I don't know that I would feel that way if I was a college student now. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of where I'm at too, is like, I would go to the marquee games. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'm not sure I would go to the bad non-conference games. Like, what would no. be the point? Not yeah. a chance. Not a chance. I mean, I mean, I can say like I have the opportunity. You don't. You know, you you live in a different state. Obviously, I live. You know, ten minutes from campus. Um, I have the opportunity. I've gone to one game this year, and that was USC to see Bronny James. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not going to the U of A game. They play them in two weeks. I I haven't even given it one single thought of going. And you know, when we were in college, how big of a deal that was to me. I mean, it, you know, God, I counted down to it freshman mm-hmm. year, uh, you know, and, and that was like, I mean, my spring revolved around when that game was. And again, I know, I mean, things are different. I had student tickets. I lived on campus, uh, you know, or close to campus or, you know, but it's just, it's uh, noteworthy how different it feels over the last, you know, five, 10 years. I think Pac-12 Network has contributed to that too. For oh, me. Yeah. And well, I think having for the probably YouTube. Available. They're not yeah, they're not accessible. Yeah. I mean, when we were in college, every game was pretty much you know, like some weren't on TV at all, but the ones that were were on Fox Sports Arizona. Well, and I think, I think that's also part of I mean, obviously it's part of the whole overall problem of Pac twelve network and the and the conference yeah. failing. But I think that another part of this for me is like football is still accessible and it's it's a lesser commitment. It is. And, it is. you know, I, I, it, it does still feel like rooting for laundry, but it a little less. And I, yeah. and I can still yeah. muster it for, you know, 12 games. Most of them are on weekends. Uh, most, if not all, you know, that, that is more doable than, you know, a random Wednesday night to Tuesday night in November, uh, you know, uh, you know, a Friday night game, you know, stuff like that, uh, you know, and, and then it also just comes back to like with ASU, it's it's that feeling of like, I mean, does I hate to say this, it's going to sound very like nihilistic, but does any of it matter? Like mm-hmm. we we never really, you know, for every step forward we take a step backward. It feels like, and oh, yeah. and uh, it's been that way for as long as I can remember. I mean, you know, like it's just I, I hate to sound like the fan that I once hated when we were in college, the, you know, Oh, it's never going to get any better. Yeah. I think it can get better, but I, I don't know that it's going to under the current direction that the university is, uh, is, you know, trending. I, I'm not sure I see it getting any better. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's part of it is like, there's a path forward, but it does sort of feel like the, the school has decided yeah. that like, we're not, it's not a priority right, and it's like right. okay well 
then why should it be for me? And frankly, yeah. if it's not a priority for me, uh, who's who's your audience? I don't know. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean uh, that's a that's a good question. And yeah, I mean I I feel that way. You know, I mean, again, I compare it to, you know, 10, 15 years ago and like, uh, you know, I, I lived and died with ASU baseball. I don't anymore at all. Now, baseball is a hard sport to be a casual fan of college baseball. You, you got to like yeah. throw yourself in completely or not much. Uh, but basketball is, is easier to sort of, you know, have a casual fan interest. And I still do. I mean, yeah, I, I. I've kept up with our, it's not like I, you know, I couldn't tell you our record or something like that, but, um, you know, it's just like, we're just kind of stuck in quicksand. Uh, I like Hurley, but the, the program has not taken off under him. I'm not sure that's his fault completely or even mostly, but it, it just, it's like more of the same every year. The roster changes so much I mean, the, you know, the one game I went to the entire starting five, and I, and I think everybody who played is a guy who started at a different school. Yeah. And, and it's like, that's hard, man. It's hard to feel a tremendous, like, allegiance to these guys like we did with a Jeff Pendergraf or a Derek Glasser, guys who came in as freshmen and stayed for four years. And we saw them go through ups and downs and great games and bad games. And, and by the time too. they left, it's like they – they were like family almost in a way. It's like, you know, that's kind of how you feel about guys. And now it's like, uh, these guys are just, they're just putting on the laundry to, to use your term, yeah. you know, but are they really ASU guy? Like, are we going to remember any of them in three years? I don't know. I mean, besides Frankie, Frankie Collins. Collins. Yeah. That's Maybe. What I'm... But I don't even know that, you know, we, we revisit this conversation three years from today. I don't know if we will, uh, you know, like, well, who was on that 23, 24 team? I, I might draw a blank. I, I really might. And I hate to be that way, but like, I couldn't tell you many guys from three years ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, he asked me the 21 team. Was Remy Martin still, he was on that team, right? He, I think. So 2021, the post pandemic team. Yeah. The, so that had yeah, lost. That was Martin's last year here. Wasn't yeah. It? Then he went to Kansas and they won the title in 22. Yeah. Cause we had lost Dort and Cheatham. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause they were, they were two years cause they were on the 1819 team, weren't they? The year we beat Kansas when you came down for yeah. it. Well then, so then it was Mickey. Was uh, it? Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. He was That's right. But he was hurt because he the pandemic he year, the yes, canceled season. Yes. Yeah, uh, you know, like I mean, it's it's hard to remember. I mean, I'd remember some names if I heard them, but mm-hmm. like aside from Remy Martin, who was the guy who stayed for four years? I know he ended up going another place for his, you know last year, but like you know, Remy Martin was kind of a Derek Glasser. Yeah, you know, we we saw him come in, come off the bench, become the starter go through, you know, some, some struggles, some not so good, you know, stretches, but you know, by the end it was like, well, okay. Yeah. This guy's, we, we, we've grown with him. And, and yeah, it's like when the roster is all like mercenary guys, and I hate to use that term, but it kind of feels that way. You know, it's, it's entirely guys who started somewhere else that are coming here for their second, third, fourth chance. It's just hard to feel a lot of like true, like loyalty to them. Absolutely. Um, 
I just, I, yeah, I, I just think that we're at sort of a stage where like, I want it to, I want ASU basketball to succeed, but it, it no longer impacts my mood when Me they either. don't. And, and, and that almost upsets me to say it, but it, it doesn't. Yeah, I agree. Like I was home last Saturday back in Tucson and, and they beat Utah and, you know, and, and my dad turned it off like, I don't know, four minutes to go and they had the lead and then, and then he turned it off and we go back and, they, and the lead was down to like four. And yeah, in the past that, that would have been like, Oh my God, they're going to blow it out. And, and instead I was like, oh, yeah, well, let's see what happens. Like I want them to win. It's not like I don't care at all, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't like get under my skin the way that it would have used to when like, Oh, we lose. Oh, that's a, it's just more like I kind of slough it off. Yeah. Well, and it's just because I think that's the, not the players and not the coach, but the school has sort of taken that attitude. Like, you know, sure, it'd be great if we won, but, you know, if we don't win, that's okay. That's kind of how it feels. And then, then, you know, you even get into football. And, I mean, I know we're not in football season, and I don't know how much you want to go down this road. We don't have to go down it at all. But, like, I don't know that I felt the same about football the last two, three years. I mean, I haven't. I, I, I'll change the I don't know. I haven't. Yeah. Um, and I still care. I, I still want to, you know, but like the Herm years and the end of the Herm years have done some, done some damage to me. And, mm-hmm. I, and I don't know how quickly I can recover from them. Uh, you know, that 22 season just felt like a complete waste of time. And it's like, well, when you waste a season, I find other things to care about. Yeah, I find other football to care. I mean, like I still care very much about college football. It's my passion, but yeah. ASU college football has taken on less of a passion for me. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, and I mean this in a in an honest way, I I care, but not enough. Like. I- yeah. Like, I, I care. I want us to win, but I, you know, and I think we've seen this, like, I no longer make a priority of seeing the game. Well, you know? I mean, like, I was even, like, I thought about that at times here and there, and I, like, I would be willing to bet, and I'll turn it on ourselves. You know, if you listen back to, a, you know, one of our, you know, October of 2019 podcast after a game, it would be tremendously more insightful and detailed than what we did this past fall. Yeah. I mean, like it would be night and day. If we listen back to that, we think like, wow, we really paid a lot better. I mean, like I, I thought about it this year. There wasn't one game this past season that I watched the entire game. None. I went to a few, but I didn't stay for the entire game for any of them. Um, and the games that were on TV, I, I mean, some of them were Pac-12, so again, those aren't watchable. But even the ones that weren't, like, I would catch up on them, I, I, you know, but I didn't. And, and you know, and again, for me, and maybe it's different for you, but for me, it's, it's not a lack of, like, interest in college football. My, I mean, I love, uh, like, I'll tell you, I watched a lot of you know, Michigan games all the way through. Yeah. or Ohio State, or Alabama, or, you know, Texas. But, uh, you know, those places want to win. They do everything they can to win. And in some ways with ASU, it feels like, are we? 
are we doing everything we can to win? And so if we're not, like you said a little bit ago, if you don't care, why should I? And that, yeah. You know, and I, I, mean, I think Kenny Dillingham certainly does. I like the guy. It's not him. It's it's an overall, like, university approach to things that just makes it seem like we're just kind of checking the boxes. Mm-hmm. I, absolutely. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, I've thought a lot about it. Like, you know, the schedule came out, and we didn't even talk about it. You know, like, we didn't even talk about it that day that the schedule came out. Um, and I looked at it, and, like, I don't know how many, if any, games I'm going to go to this year. Mm-hmm. Because if I have an opportunity to go somewhere else and see Texas or see Oregon or see LSU or something like that, I'm going. I, I, I'm not planning around ASU, and I did just a few years ago. But I'm, I'm yeah. not now. Yeah. I mean, I I will say I looked at the schedule in terms of, like, what's closer direct flight for me that, you know, might yeah. be of interest. But I'm not making any affirmative plans because I have things that I know would be priorities. I know that right. they would take, right. you know, precedent over going to see that game. Yeah. So it's more just like something to have in the background of, sure. you know, sure. like, oh, well, that would be, you know, Cincinnati is a, a not yeah. easy but not impossible drive. Orlando is a direct flight. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, and and I probably will end up going to one or two. I don't know if I'll really be out of town all six, you know, Saturdays that they play, um, but I might be. And and if I am, like, it's not going to be like, oh, man, I'm really missing out. Now, part of that's the Big 12, too, I'll say. Like, there's nobody on the schedule this coming season, for home at least. I don't even know so much about the road. But for home that, like, oh, man, I got to see them. Kansas is a good team. I think they'll probably be pretty good next year. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like I'm not marking off an entire weekend to see Kansas football. Yeah, I, I hate to be insulting to them. I, they may they may make me eat my words, but uh, you know, like eh, UCF, yeah, I'm a good team. You know, Malzahn's a good coach and all that. But like I, again, I'm not I'm not stopping everything for UCF. Well, and I think that's part of the issue with this is like you know. I don't know about you, but I'm more looking ahead at like Mississippi State is an interesting opponent. Uh, Florida is an interesting opponent, but yes, we're years yes. away. You know, we're years away from that. Right, right. I mean, yeah, Florida. I think A and M comes here in two years. I want to say two, yeah. three years. Like those, those would be games that yeah, I'd be more likely to to do. Uh, I think Mississippi State actually plays here this year, don't they? Isn't that the week two game? Well, I, I meant more to your point of like the big 12 doesn't do anything for you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Like just, oh, okay. I'm you know, yes, I, yes. I'm looking at that. I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but the Mississippi state game, like, I, I mean, that's week two. There's other games. I, like I, I, I kind of doubt that I'm going to be at that one. And then, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that'd be different if Leach was still alive and still coaching them and they'd have more, you know, they'd be more exciting or something. I'm not sure. Uh, but, but still like, man, you know, that's the, that's the weekend I'm thinking about doing Oregon if it works out. And if that doesn't, I might go to new Orleans and see Kansas state Tulane or something, you know, because it's like, man, I just feel like there's more exciting things out there that the atmosphere at Sun Devil stadium is really not that exciting. Um, and the product just, it's tough. It's tough. I, I, I hope it changes. I'm trying, but 
but you know, I feel like my window is small to do this traveling and see things. And I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna miss opportunities for ASU. And that, I didn't used to feel that way, but I do now. Yeah. I, and I, I'm in a level with you. I'm not sure it'll come back. Like if we're good, know. I'll care that, and I'll be happy. We're good. But I just feel like, like sort of going back to a point you said, once things slip, yeah, like I, I now have other things, you know? Right. Well, it kind of goes along. I was going to say this with, with PAC 12 about basketball, you know, PAC 12 network. Like once you start to like learn to live without something, which is kind of what happened with ASU basketball. It's like, well, the games aren't on TV much. Eh? You kind of learn to live without it. And then it's like, well, okay, next year they'll probably be on more. They'll be on ESPN plus. They'll be, you know, they'll probably be more games that are accessible to me. But will I go back to, you know, watching a lot of, I don't know. I'm probably not because I've learned to live without it. I think it's kind of the same thing you're saying. Like, you know, when you, when you lose that, and I I mean, again, I I just feel like that 22 season really took a lot out of me because it felt like we were dead team walking, going in. And then, you know, Herm quits, gets fired, whatever, after three games, which makes the rest of the season feel like a complete waste. Mm-hmm. And and so then you do. I mean, like for me, I turned my attention to other things. Like, okay, I want to go see Michigan. I want to see Ohio State. I want to see you know this team, that team, whatever. And as kind of what you're saying, like now I'm. I mean, my college football Saturdays don't really revolve around ASU the way they used to. And, mm-hmm. and is that going to come back? I don't. I don't know. Maybe it will. Maybe Kenny Dillingham will get us going, and and that passion will be reignited. I hope so, but I don't know. You know, it's it's, it's kind of like a you know, it's like a marriage in a in a movie. That's like, is this a dead marriage? Are we just are we just doing this because we doing it for the kids type of deal? Yeah. What I think. <laughs> what I think part of that also is you know now that we're in this space, right? Like recruiting used to matter and I used to care, but now it's like, well, I, you know, other than Rashada from last year's team, it's like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Most of our guys who were role players got recruited by somewhere else initially. So uh, no, they'll be gone. Yeah. 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 No, I've, I've thought about that too with like, you know, the, the, you know, 24 seven and the riot, you know, sun devil source devil's digest. I don't know even know which one's which, but like those those sites kind of got their start with high school recruiting. That was their block, but yeah, high school recruiting feels less and less important to a fan now. I'm not yeah. saying coaching. I'm sure it's not you know, but like to a fan, cause it feels like well you know probably by you know 24 months from now, half of them will be gone, and well, we'll yeah. have other guys that somebody else got out of high school, and then they come here and like well, all right, should I invest in that all that much? It always felt like a crapshoot, but now it feels like even more of a of a waste of time crapshoot. No, I mean it almost feels like the more relevant thing is to look at like start studying the the full depth chart of good schools and be like, yeah, oh, you know, if that guy's yeah. not going to win that job, yeah, 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 or the or like the you know the group of five schools. Like, well, maybe they, maybe we get them. They want to they want to come up the ranks. Uh, we get this guy or that guy. And, yeah, I mean, again, high school recruiting was always in football. Like you felt like, well, if you if you hit fifty percent, you've done well. Now it now feels like 
man, if you even keep 50% of that class for more than, a, you know, two years, you've done really well. Uh, you know, because, yeah, guys move on and you end up replacing them with somebody else's high school recruits. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, nature of the beast. But, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, I mean, I know we didn't, we didn't plan to discuss, like, the ASU stuff in depth. We started this with Caitlin Clark, an uplifting story, and here we are. Um, but I've thought a lot about it over the last few weeks. So, like, just, you know, I mean, I still love ASU, the concept of it. I'm still proud that I went there and graduated from there, and that will always be the case. But the current direction of ASU, it leaves me sour a lot, it leaves me unfulfilled, and, and it's it's just tough. I, I, I miss caring the way I used to, but you can't fake it. Yeah. I mean, you try I, to, but ultimately it, it gets exposed if you try to. I mean, I think for me, one of the things that I learned watching – the Packers 49ers game is is it still in there for me like I still I still have this like deep well of caring and yeah you know, oh gosh you know I do yeah but, I mean I can't deny that at all but I it just do. but what I've learned is that like it now exists more situationally like I you know I'm a I'm an aging pitcher my my fastball is still there, but I'm really only going to crank it up if I absolutely yeah, need it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, I get you, I get you, and, and I guess for me, I, I still feel like I care about sports just as much. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that, but it's just you know, you allocate your resources to different areas, and you know, for me, this this past football season was like, ah, right, can you know, can Texas make the playoff? You know, like I was really into that and I'm watching that week in week out and you know Georgia gonna three-peat and you know what's gonna you know and it just like ASU was bad and we knew they were gonna be bad and you know so maybe if ASU is is relevant again I'll feel different I don't want to sound like a bandwagoner but but I guess in some ways it feels like what they, they got to do their part first they got to show me that that there's something to invest in before I'm ready to invest again uh, completely the way that I have in the past. Well, and I, you know, the fan service is, is not good. It's not good. In terms of like, you know, pay more. It, invest in fixing up the basketball arena. Right. Like, do right. these things, like, you know, we talk about this and it's, you know, becoming a, a, a bit of a punching bag and I don't mean for it to be. There's nothing wrong with having mullet arena. There's something wrong with the process that led to building right. a hockey arena when your right. basketball arena is in, you know, still okay. in the 80s, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, totally, I agree. And, and, I mean, and then just other things, like, you know, I went to the I went to the USC-ASU game this past year, the, the football game, and, you know, sellout crowd, last time USC's going to be here till, for God knows how long, maybe yet, who knows, you know? Um, and, like... They have no ushers telling people, you know, helping people find their seats. So, you know, my dad and I are sitting there. I mean, half the plays felt like we, we couldn't see what was going on because people are trying to get into their seats. Somebody's already there. Nobody's there to help. So we just have, you know, people just figuring it out for themselves. Uh, we score on the first drive, and they put up a summary that had last year's stats. Last season, I mean, it said Xavier Valaday scored. Yeah. I mean, you've already had two home games prior to that 
three, actually. I'm wrong. All three home games. All three non-conference games were home games. And you tell me that a guy from last year scored? Like, stuff like that just, I mean, I know it's minor details, but it's not when they happen a lot. Yeah. And with ASU, they happen too often. Yeah. When you you are the a big proponent of this, and I think you're absolutely right, You, if you want to be big time, be big time. You got to act it. You yeah. Know? Yeah, it doesn't happen just because you say we're that. You got to you got to act the part. And I mean, uh, you know, I also look at some of the people, and I'm not going to name names, just in case anybody actually listens to this. But some of the people that they've put in charge of things are given more power to. That like it's like, man, I, they probably shouldn't have had the role they had 15 years ago when I worked there as a GA, and now they have more influence. And, and then they've lost some very behind-the-scenes important people. Mark Brandt, retired. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Happy for him. You know, but he was an ASU lifer. Uh, Don Bakke's, you know, he retired. Frank Cush died. You know, I mean, and, and I think he had retired before that. Like, people who, who bled ASU are not there anymore, and they've been replaced by, like, kind of, kind of mercenary types. I mean, how many, how many senior associate ADs did Ray Anderson bring in? And did mm-hmm. any of them really help? I mean, to, to, to my knowledge, no. Maybe behind the scenes, yes. But all these names and faces, and I was like, do any of you really, like, really care about ASU, or are you just here to collect a check? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was you know, collecting you, a check. And you know what? I, I think so. Credit yeah. credit to Ray. He got all of his friends and former clients paid and got himself paid. <laughs> got himself paid. Still getting himself paid. Yeah. Even though he's not even on the on the you know, in the job anymore. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's it's just it's tough, man. It really is. I look and see some of the things and like you know, Final Four is coming up here. It's it's here this year and and you know, like part of me like I I don't know if I if I necessarily, I probably will end up volunteering to help because it's an opportunity. But like, do I really want to represent what ASU is now? I'm not sure that I do. And and I hate saying that. I really, really, really hate saying that. And you know I'm cheap. You know I'm not one to spend money just for the sake of spending money. But like, part of me is tempted to just like get a ticket, be a fan. And, and not have anything to do with anything for other reasons too. That's not just ASU, but it's part of it, you know, because working ASU is the host. And it's like, well, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know that I want to be part of that. I probably will, but I won't feel great about it. Yeah. Ag- agreed. It It's a bummer. Um, it is. Look, it is. I'm going to level with you. We are running short on time. And when I was titling this episode, <laughs> I, I called it Super Bowl recap and more yeah, in my we haven't thing. We not talked about it at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah so the, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and then America, America all over their uh, celebration. And uh, it's uh, it's a bummer. And uh, I was rooting for the Niners, so it's a bummer I on that too. end, too. I was, too. It was a great game. I mean, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, as somebody said this, I can't remember who, and, uh, you know, like, I remember when we were really young and like the Super Bowl was always a route felt like like Super Bowl was always like anticlimactic like that's not the case very often anymore we're kind of lucky we're in a we're in a pretty good era of great Super Bowls over the last 15 or so years most of them they were really good games absolutely 
I mean, a few exceptions, the Seahawks blowout of Denver and uh, Patriots Rams a few years ago was just a snoozer. But, you know, like most of the time, they, they're really competitive, good games and drama. And this one certainly was that, you know, first overtime with the new rules. And I don't know about you. Did you, you know, like the confusion about if the first overtime ran out was the game over? That was a, that was a little messy. I mean, I'm glad that Romo said something. I Romo was on it. He was. You know. uh, it, he took a lot of crap, as as he seems to always take crap now from the, the from the Twitterverse about how much he sucks. But he was on that, like as the time was ticking down, and you know, well, they don't need to use a timeout because they get to finish their possession. Because I admit, I kind of thought like when the 49ers got the field goal, I even thought like. Well, the Chiefs only have like seven minutes to go down and score. They get that. That's not a lot of time. Like, well, no, actually, they had as much time as they needed. Yeah. No, it's it, not regular season rules. So, you know, give him credit. I will give him credit for that one. Yeah, it was. It was a good game. Um, you know, I. I wasn't. You know, furious at the commentary, which I saw later. You know, the athletic and a number of places did. You know, basically a rip apart job of the apparently i thought it was fine I, like I, I you know they I mean, told the me the game just hired that marshawn guy who i think yeah. he wrote for what the new york post am i yeah. right about that yeah uh, one of the new york papers and like he is clearly and i i, I like he's a good sports media guy I thought, you know i've read stuff of his but man he's got a bone to pick with the romo nance crew he is he just does not like them like, I, I think no matter what they did, he was going to write a column talking about how bad they were. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, overall, I thought it was fine. I knew what was happening in the game. They, you Yeah, know. yeah, I thought they were fine. I didn't think, you know, to me, I don't know. I'm never that bothered by announcers unless they're just really, really bad. I mean, I think, like, it's, I, I think there are extremes stylistically – that are good. Yeah. You know, sure. and then I think there's like Bill Walton is a, like a flavor, <laughs> but for the most part, everybody is the same, you know? Yeah. 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 Just, uh, I mean, especially on TV, I can see the pictures like radio is yeah. different. You know, radio, yeah. you're depending on the people to describe the action to you and tell you what's happening that you can't see. But on TV, I mean, nowadays with all the, you know, HD and all the cameras, like, I don't really need Nance and Romo to tell me what I'm seeing. I can see it. Uh, you know, so give me, I mean, again, Romo telling me that, hey, the, you know, they get to finish the possession no matter what. Like, that's what I need. I, yeah. I need you to give me something I don't know because this hasn't happened before. This is the first time under these new rules that we've had a playoff overtime. Like, all right, you, you educated me. And that's why I'm like, well... Did he have a perfect broadcast? I guess not, but like he came through in that moment. I thought. Yeah, and I th and I think when I was saying that there are extremes on the good end, I was thinking of radio. Yes, I, and yes. I think, I think obviously some of those guys have moved into or blended with TV. Sure. Um, you know, baseball wise, now in the in the post Vin Scully era with. I was going to say Vin Scully, who's no no longer with us, sadly, but yeah, with, he was the he was the guy. I mean, it was him, and then you know Bob Euchre now is winding down. He's yeah. just doing basically he's doing whatever home games he feels like. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the the next one on that list, and I know there are people. I mean, I saw that uh, Hughes got let go by the Cubs, and Powell got let go by the Braves. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of just 
John Miller now. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, boys Sunday night baseball. Yeah, as a so with the Giants. Yeah, I I initially was gonna ditch my MLB radio subscription, and then I thought about <laughs> it, and I don't think my protest is gonna keep the A's in Oakland. Uh, <laughs> probably not. Probably not. So no. I I decided to bite probably the bullet if you enjoy it. and yeah, dro- drop the thirty bucks. But I was thinking like. You know, I get the Brewer games locally, so I don't need it for that. But I kind of just bounce around. Like last year, I listened to a lot sure. of Orioles games. Yeah, um, yeah. Just because they were, they were they were they were good, and I got to like the broadcast. Um, the Yankees have like it's an ad a minute during Yankee games, which I found difficult. But I, you know, <laughs> like I bounced around. I listened to some Jays games. I, but sure. but for my money, the 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 most fun was John Miller games because he. Yeah. You know, yeah. he still has that spirit of my childhood. You yep, know? yep, yep. Uh, I'm with you. Whenever I hear his voice, it's the say that feeling of Sunday Night Baseball, him and Joe Morgan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes, takes you back. Yeah, it's like, it's like you know, he, he's, he's d- dead now. But like late in his life, Pat Summerall would do some games. Yeah. On a, on a, like a temporary, you know, he'd do the Cotton Bowl or something. It's like, man, it's like being transported back to... 1994 and some are all in Madden doing the NFC playoffs. Yeah. I mean, for me now it's that it's John Miller and on rare occasions, MLB TV, you know, they do their free game of the day. Yeah. And yeah. every once in a while I'll catch a white Sox free game of the day with Steve stone. Steve stone, man, I'm here I'm with you on that. Oh, that, that really takes me back to WGN him and Harry Carey. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I, would never argue that i love i love watching when they do like the free preview of extra innings or whatever it's called the direct tv yeah. i think it's extra innings i'll watch some white Sox games just to hear steve stone for a little bit yeah and he's still smart too oh, yeah. like he's i mean he hasn't lost his his touch even though he's old now like he's still very shrewd when it comes to analyzing the game which he yeah. he was in the 90s and he, he still is 30 some years later yeah but uh anyway the Super Bowl was a fun game. It was. It was. I, I don't have a ton of like game related thoughts. Great game, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't have like a whole ton of like X's and O's breakdown. I wanted the Niners just like you. Uh, I was glad Purdy played decently. He didn't play great, but it, I. My worry was he would go out and throw three picks like he did in that Ravens game and be like, "Oh, he sucks." And, you know, like he played fine. Yeah, it was good enough to win. Uh, but it wasn't, you know, and that's that's the way it goes. It was a toss-up game, and he came out on the wrong end of it. Yeah. Well, look, we'll we'll talk about ASU basketball. We'll talk about more state of athletics. Baseball's getting started. Yeah, yeah. Um, about a month from now, we got to do our tournament breakdown, even though college basketball isn't what it used to be. That makes it almost more fun now. We just yeah. do, you know, we can throw, throw darts with the, you know, blindfolded about who's going to win. But uh, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben Matt Sportscast.